And welcome in, folks, to another edition of the Streak Center Podcast. I am your host, Noah Taluki, and we have a very special Thanksgiving edition of the Streak Center Podcast with a very special guest, a friend of the program, now an alum of John Carroll. He's here to talk about his story and about the amazing events that happened last weekend in East Lansing, Michigan. It's Jamie Daly. Class of 2022 at John Carroll, now running for the University of Cincinnati. Jamie, I know we've been wanting to do this interview for a very, very long time. A very deep interview as well about your career and your, and your really your life as well. Uh, really excited that that we're finally able to work this out. Yeah, no, thank you for uh, scheduling this. I know it's been a long time coming to schedule this, and um, just very happy to be here and be able to speak with you on this Monday night. <laughs> now, just so that the audience, the, the viewing audiences or the listening audience, I should say, is aware. Um, so, you know, J- Jamie and I have been really wanting to do a, a really in-depth interview about his career and really his life uh, ever since the ever since he won the 5K at uh, at Nationals earlier this year at Outdoor Nationals at Spire. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he kind of has had a couple months to marinate on it and about, about his career at John Carroll. And um, some really, uh, really exciting content. I think that we have uh, in the in the coming uh, in the coming hours, if you will, uh, for for this interview. But uh, but Jamie, I got to ask you. I know obviously you weren't on the team this year, and, and you you know you were you were watching the live stats and all that. But how about that fourth place finish in East Lansing for the guys? I mean, braving the snowy and the wintry and the icy conditions, a, a team that had a lot of injuries throughout the year a team that was not expected to get in the top four and they just avoid all of that and, and, and just had nothing to lose and was able to get a fourth place finish again, just like your team did last year. I'm I'm sure you're speechless right now. Yeah. I mean, it's de- definitely, uh, definitely a, a, a breathtaking moment um, to see those guys accomplish what they did this past weekend. Um, truly remarkable. I mean, you talk about a team that is, centered around perseverance, integrity, um, guys who are just very, very competitive and are willing to do whatever it takes to lay their bodies on the line, especially at the national level. Um, and from everything that Kyle has done for the team and Jordan and everyone who's been on that journey in, in the fall of 2022 um, and everything I've, I've gathered uh, while being down here, it's, it's truly astonishing what they what they accomplished. And, um, you know, a part of me just part of me wasn't surprised, but also, you know, I think so many people and so many teams around the country counted JCU out just because of, you know, the early rankings and, you know, some of the guys who weren't able to race in the earlier in the year, or like just the way things were working out. I mean, I don't like, it's just, it's just amazing what, what the program was able to do and how they got there. Um, the injuries they had to withstand, um, just the way the, some of the, we our runners who graduated this past year, me, Ian, uh, minor, Jared, Pat white, uh, you know, losing a lot of some of that, that talent. Um, I, I don't think that was the issue. I think the main issue was just, you know, getting those guys back to the national meet. Um, and I think last year was a big stepping stone, um, but truly remarkable. Um, I, I really had no words uh, once uh, I saw 
John Carroll, fourth place on, on the, on the leaderboard. Um, I was freaking out. Uh, I jumped on a call with Ian Pearson right after the race and him and I were both like screaming at each other, like, Oh my God, they did it. Oh my God. Like, this is just at the same time, it was, it was shocking, but also just like a way of saying like, you know, that's the power of JCU. That's the power of JCU cross country and what they were able to do this past weekend. And, um, I'm, I'm blessed that I got to be able to, uh, be a part of that program and be able to, uh, build upon, you know, what we wanted for the guys that are currently there right now. Um, and yeah, that's <laughs> how I feel right now. From a guy that is now on the outside looking in, what was it about this team that you knew about, you know, from talking with all the guys and all that, what was it about this team that made them so special? going through all those injuries and, and, and really a lot of resiliency shown. Why was that a, a factor in, in, in this fourth place finish? I just think the positivity that comes around that, you know, you got guys like Alex who came back, um, a guy who, who studies the sport all the time, um, a multiple national champion, someone who has the full on experience, who's been to out, countless outdoor, indoor, or, once indoor, uh, outdoor, indoor, and cross-country national meets, uh, multiple-time All-American. So you have him that's there for the experience and, um, you know, a gamer in the, in, the, in the sport of running. And then you're bringing back Ethan Dimitrovich, who was a steeple All-American this past spring. Um, and you're bringing back guys like Brian Champa, Barrett Shetsley, um, guys who were on the varsity team and on, on our national team last year. Um, so I think the main focus with this team was just, you know, building the most out of each other. Um, I think, you know, the main goal for them this year and from what I've read in the preview in the fall was that they didn't want to make this season a fluke um, based on what we earned last year. Um, I think I remember talking to Miner and, and Kyle about this upcoming season, how, how it's going to be the toughest one they've ever had to face um, just because, with some of the guys we were losing um, just, I think also guys didn't know fully what their role was going to be. Um, they had expectations, but coming in, they didn't fully know or fully aware what they were, what they were getting themselves um, moving forward into the season. So you have that aspect. Um, but overall, I think from what I've gathered with this team is just the positivity that comes around it. and the competitiveness and the drive to, to want to win. Um, and I can't forget about, uh, um, Caleb Correa and the way he portrayed this season. I remember listening to his interview on the street center podcast podcast. And you asked him about, um, some of us leaving the program and the way he answered it was, it, it, it just kind of like hit me in a way of saying like, you know, the program is in very good hands. Um, those type, that type of guy like Caleb, you know, you want him as a leader, you want him, um, to, you know, be a stakeholder for the program. Um, he's just the prime example. Um, and just, I think guys feed off of him and guys feed off of each other for the most part. So, um, I think overall, just the competitiveness, confidence that these guys have portrayed in the past. Um, and I've seen it, I've seen it grow progressively. Um, ever since they, they came to John Carroll. So, um, it's, it's truly, truly remarkable, um, what those guys have, 
have brought to the table um, throughout the past few years. Yeah, and Kyle Basista really said, he said it best on Saturday that this was even sweeter than it was last year, just because he thought last year was a little bit more expected to be the top four. This year it was not. So uh, I think that's uh, definitely important to mention uh, for Kyle and uh, it just being there and just the joy and the elation on those faces, quite incredible. Uh, that was that was for sure. Uh, but, you know, like I mentioned in the beginning, this is going to be uh, not only an interview about, uh, you know, what happened this past weekend with Jamie, but uh, really about his whole running career uh, before John Carroll, you know, and now um, and, and, and his, a reflection of his whole career. Really, and uh, I really want to start start off, Jamie, with that part of um, asking you how how did you get into running exactly? Because you know, there's all kinds of sports that you can play growing up, and I just feel like not a ton of kids really want to you know pick the sport that you run. You know, it's it's just it's a lot. It's a toll, big toll on your body and stuff. So, what what exactly got you into running? Yeah. Um, so during my middle school years, I was or maybe earlier back, honestly, I, I was an all-around athlete. I played baseball, basketball, football. I can I was just an all-around overall athletic kid growing up. I've always wanted to be involved with something. I've always wanted to be a part of a team. Um, and with that, I've, I've grown interest in basketball more just because I love the game. I, I There was just a lot to it that brought me joy and, and happiness. And uh, most of my friends that were in middle school and now that I went to high school with, they all played basketball. Um, so my freshman year of high school, I uh, didn't make the basketball team. I tried out. I tried out for the middle school team earlier. I didn't make it. Um, so I just kept like like failing and trying to make the basketball team uh, for Bay. Um, it was hard. It was hard for me to process just because um, I. I felt like I failed and didn't really, you know, bring anything to the table in terms of, you know, wanting, wanting to play the game that I, that I loved those past few years. Cause I was involved in a couple of rec leagues and I played for my local church um, in a Catholic youth organization league. So um, I, I, I had hoped that I would make the team. Um, but, you know, sometimes I just have to face that, you know, so there are, there are some things that aren't going to work out and it was tough. Um, but during middle school, I was involved with the cross country team. I was involved with track. Um, I was just a very, very skinny and small kid who, um, didn't really love running that much. I was just a part of it to be a part of it. Um, just wanting to be involved. And, um, I wasn't really all that, that quick, to be honest with you. I was just trying to, like I said, just be involved in, in the sport and, um, have that be a replacement for basketball and, and baseball, um, in the summer. Um, so I ran through middle school and then I remember my freshman year of high school before the first day of school, I attended the first summer practice or summer fall practice. And I remember going on a run with some of these guys and I get done and I'm just like, I'm, I can't do this. Like I, I literally cannot run for four miles with these guys, five miles. And, you know, some of the top guys that were still on the team were going at least eight to nine miles. Um, and I was just like, there's no way I can do that. Um, so my freshman year, I was like an 18 flat, 18 teens guy in, in, in cross country. 
So I was nowhere near varsity. I was kind of borderline, but also just not where I wanted to be. Um, and then my freshman year of high school going into the winter, I tried out for the basketball team. I, I went for it again and, um, I didn't make it, um, just because there, I will admit that there was many talented guys who deserved the opportunity to be on the basketball team. Um, and they're, they've, they've played the game for the past few years, ever since they started in middle school. So, um, that was that. So I kind of just thought to myself, like, you know, let's equal out basketball. Let's equal out all these sports. Let's just focus on cross country. Maybe you can make something out of this. Um, and maybe moving forward, you know, you can surprise some people in, in the sport. So, um, as soon as track ended my freshman year, I was injured. Um, and going into the summer, I, I took, I took it very seriously. That start of sophomore year in high school was just the buildup. Um, I got my time down by a minute, uh, junior year down by a minute. And then senior year, I got to 1548 in the 5k across country. I was very happy with myself. I became a conference champion. I was an all region runner. Uh, I was eighth in the state my senior year. Um, I was just very happy with the way cross country went just because of the progression I've made and, and the training I kind of built off of that. Um, and then as far as track and field goes, I was, I was banged up from left and right. I competed sophomore year, but I was nowhere near as good as I wanted to be. Uh, junior year I was injured and then senior year, I got a stress fracture in my, uh, in my foot. Um, and that put me out for, um, about four to six weeks, um, heading into, um, when I chose John Carroll. So, um, so it's been, it's been tough on the track and field side, but in terms of cross country, I've grown a lot of interest on that side of the sport, just because with cross country, it's such a different environment. You're competing against so many other people and the bigger the competition, the better for me. That's just how I've always went about it. Um, I, I love running on grass, muddy fields and being able to suffer with so many people um, around me and, and to be able to compete on a team for cross country, you know, that's something you look forward to each and every year. Um, counting on each and every single guy who's on the team. It's not just about varsity. Um, it's about how, you know, let's say you're on a team of 25 people. Um, it's just how much the 25th guy can push the 24th guy, um, how the 16th guy can push the 15th guy. And it goes on. That's what I love about cross country. Everyone can push one another in, in, in some aspect. Um, and that's how I believed, uh, in, in what, what I believed in cross country moving forward was just the way it was set up. I, I loved it. I love the environment. I love the intensity around cross country. Um, track and field, not so much. I haven't, I haven't grown interest, but, um, uh, I think as, as time went on and as soon as I got to the college level, I, I knew what I wanted and that was to be a full-time runner. You talk about that competitive spirit that cross country has and the intensity and all that. How exactly throughout your high school career, how did you develop that competitiveness and that intensity? Um, I got a, I got a shout out to my coach in high school, um, coach Steve Babson. He taught me so many valuable lessons, um, that I, I can't, I can't single it out on one valuable aspect that he's taught me. Um, I just, 
owe most of it to him because um, everyone's high school's coach is different. Everyone's um, everyone has their own philosophies. Everyone has something they're trying to achieve. Um, with him, it's 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 the same single. It's the same principle in races in cross, especially in cross country. You have to get out. And for me, I just kind of took it, took that in very, very like close, like in a, in a, in a race that's, that's so valuable. Um, you have to put yourself in the mix. And I think that's where my competitive drive came in and wanting to achieve what I wanted to achieve because, um, I, I, I knew I belonged there. I knew I belonged in the front of the pack of races. I knew if I was able to push someone, they would push me even further. Um, so I think that's where most of it came from was, was being a part of those races. Um, during practice, um, there were times where, um, some, sometimes during the intervals when we would have workouts, we would push each other so hard, like, and we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to walk back or run back to the high school because our high school was so close to the park that we worked out at. So we would do that as the warm up and the cool down and, um, sometimes some guys would just struggle, uh, jogging back to the high school. Um, so that it would come to a point where we were just running fast all the time. Um, and if we wanted to recover, we, we, we knew when to recover. Um, but I never, I, I, during high school, I, I took recovery for granted. I just thought that putting in the miles and then being done would just make me good. Um, so I, I didn't know the sport fully. Um, but to answer your question, um, on the whole competitive drive and where that came from, I have to like take that from my coach and what he's taught me. Um, and that number one lesson being during races is just getting that and putting yourself in the mix. When did you know that you could be a college runner? Um, <laughs> so I think going into my actually going into my junior year um that was like when i wanted to be an all-state runner uh, i knew i was capable of it i knew that i had teammates that were willing to push me uh, my one teammate who ended up going to xavier he was our one but when he was he was sidelined with an injury and i was our one my junior year um he ended up going to xavier um for a division one scholarship for running and um, that just kind of like put me in a position where like, you know what, if you can do that, I can do that too. So I think more so of it was just developing my training based on what others were doing. Um, so I just kind of thought to myself, like, you know what, if, if someone, if anyone in our conference, anyone in our state is willing to do this and I can do it as well. Um, I never really like took away that confidence. Um, so my junior year, I, I like, I became an all region runner. I was very shocked about that. Um, and heading into the state meet, I just didn't like compete as well as I wanted. Uh, I was like 50 to 60s. I was nowhere near all state or podium. So I, I was very upset about that just because there were just guys out there who, who were better. And I do accept the fact that like, if I'm willing, if I'm willing to be back in this position, but be on that podium, then I need to train as much harder and put in the work, put in the mileage, um, and, and trust in my training and trust in my coach and where he wanted me to be. Um, and 
my senior year, I, I built the mileage. I didn't take any single day for granted. Um, except for this one day where I just missed practice and I learned that the hard way. Um, that's a story for another time, but, um, uh, I knew fully that I could be a college runner in between those junior and senior, senior year seasons to answer your question. You talk about the training that went into it as well and how you increased the mileage. When you trained in high school, was it pretty much all just run, run, run? Or was there weightlifting involved? Was there more flexibility and and, and all that as well? Or was it just all you did was run every day? Yeah, uh, all all we did was run. Uh, It's like I mentioned before, like we just thought like, hey, like, if we were, if we run fast all the time, we're able to develop fitness that easily. Um, we did not know that like, it's okay to do, it's okay to run slow miles. It's okay to let your body rest. Um, and that's honestly, mostly the reason why I was injured for most of high school. Um, I just didn't have a desire to go out in the snow and just run for that for that period of time. I just had no like interest in like doing that and putting my body through that much. I just thought that like, Hey, like if I take a break, then I can just go back out there and and continue what I've been doing for the past few weeks in the fall and what I've earned. Um, so like I said, I, I took the recovery for granted and I accept that fully just because I, I didn't know the sport really well in, in my opinion. Um, our coach, he was very, very, he's very, very old school. Like he, he doesn't own a cell phone. He only contacts people through email. Um, the only time you could reach him was if he, if he was at practice. Sometimes um, he has a full time job at an automotive service, and there would be some days where he's late to practice, and we would have to go do the run by ourselves. Or um, and and that was okay. Um, and um, he just like. There, his schedule would be mixed up sometimes, and we wouldn't we wouldn't have the opportunity to be able to catch up with him on training. Um, but most of the time, he was there. Um, don't get me wrong. <laughs> so, um, but he was very, very old school, like I said. Um, and he did not believe in stretching. He did not believe in weightlifting. He did not believe in foam rolling. Um, he was very much against that, just because. Um, like a couple of like leg swings here and there is okay. But if you're like stretching on fully after a workout, like he's yelling at you, like he's telling you, like, don't do that. Like it's more so injury prevention and more so just based on the fact that he wants you like in the same form as you were during that workout, nothing, nothing has to change. Just like hone in on your training and come back the next day, ready to go. Um, so, and he's taken the same approach with training every single year. Not that that's a bad thing. Um, it's more so just to stay consistent and, you know, have those guys built up mileage at the same time. So overall, he's very lenient with his own philosophy and what he's built upon because he's seen guys go through that training and it's been successful and he thinks that can work with so many others who step in. Um, and, um, 
like I said, everyone has their own coaching philosophy and I trusted Babson because he got me to the runner I wanted to be. And he got me to where I wanted to achieve. And that was on the podium in cross country. And he only coached cross country. So bringing that back to him, um, I, I can't thank him enough because, you know, he's, he's a role model and definitely someone I, 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 I look back and, and say like, Hey, like, you know, this is a guy I want to be running with whenever I'm home over break, like a guy I can easily talk to about anything in the sport. Um, so he's, he's always been there for me at all times. So that's why I've, I've grown, I've grown so much interest because he adapted into my training and, and got me to where I wanted to be. When did you start looking at John Carroll as a place to go to school and, and run as well? Yeah. So funny story. Um, I ran at my district meet my senior year. Um, I remember like going out in front of the pack and just taking the race. Um, I led until the last 800. I died that last 800 and I got, I finished district runner up to uh, Noah Perrin who ran at Woodridge at the time. And he ran at Eastern Michigan. He's now graduated. Um, Very talented runner. Um, His team won the state title that year. Um, Woodridge is a very historic program and they've been very, very good in the past and have been, um, just everything they've, they've brought to the table. Um, and guys who have grown into the college search have gotten better, um, during their time. And, and they've had the state head coach of the year candidate for, um, the past few years. So they've won state championships. They've, they have that experience. They won a state track title. Um, Ryan Champa is actually from Woodridge. So he can tell you more about the Woodridge philosophy and how they, how they've grown into those state championships. But aside from that, um, I got second that day. I was district runner up. My coach wasn't happy with me um, just because I led for the whole race and died the last 800. I mean, I feel, I feel like that's the last thing you want out of your own athlete and to see that. Um, so uh, wasn't happy with the performance. Um very just upset with the way I handled it. And another important lesson that he taught me, um, he said, Jamie, I rather you be in the hunter than the hunted. Um, I rather you stay in the pack and just wait until your time was up until you can make that move. And maybe you could have gotten the win. And I took that as a very valuable lesson. And I kind of, as I was processing that, um, I turned around and there's Kyle. Kyle's right there. Um, I don't remember, I don't, I don't know if you remember, but Emily Mazaferi was the, uh, was the graduate assistant at the time and she ran at Mount Union. Uh, Kyle also ran at Mount Union. Um, so I feel that's where the connection was. Um, so as I was just being upset at myself, I turned around and there was Kyle. Um, he told me about John Carroll, where it was. Um, he asked me what my, what my potential major would be. And uh, I told him I, I don't really know. Um, and he, we didn't really have a full like conversation. It was just more so, well, um, here's my number, contact me and we'll be in touch soon. Just one of those things. So it made me feel better about myself, the way he approached me. And 
Um, Kyle was the only person that like recruited me during that time. I wasn't really receiving any other offers. Um, I was looking at some other schools, but they weren't reaching out to me. But so Kyle was the first one that, that, uh, that, um, that reached out to me. Um, and that was that day after the district meet when I got second. So that was the first time you had ever met Kyle. Was that, that was the first time. Yeah. First time I've ever met Kyle. Um, Yeah. <laughs> And it was just by chance, like you had no idea that he was there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I finished the race and like, I saw him, but he didn't really approach me. Um, I talked with my coach and then like, as soon as I was walking away, uh, Kyle yelled out my name, uh, and I turned around and there he was. So getting to know Kyle more throughout the recruiting process, what was it exactly that he sold you? on running at John Carroll because you know if you remember too like and, and we'll get to this later but you and Alex and, and those guys were really the ones that set the tone for John Carroll but it, it's not like that this team was some established cross country team before you guys got there so you know just taking that all into consideration as well what was it if you wanted to run at this such high level what was it that 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 sold you on it um so when i visited Kyle I, I distinctly remember the visit because it was the day of the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl. Um, yeah, that was like the one, like, like that's like the one memory that sticks within me. Um, and um, I remember just walking with him on campus, very snowy day. I was with my dad and Noah, when I tell you the first experience when I, when I walked on the John Carroll, I was just truly just blown away with the campus. Um, the tradition it had to offer, the placement of the campus, how tight knit it was, how small it was. Um, that was what first hit me was just the, the environment, the everything about John Carroll. It came to life right there in front of me. Um, I just kind of took it all in, didn't really say anything, just, answering Kyle's questions, but at the same time, I was also processing like, like, Oh my gosh, like this is a beautiful campus. This is like, actually like, like so cool to be a part of this. So I was also thinking about that. And Maz was also there too on the visit. Um, so aside from all of that, I sat down with Kyle and my dad and Maz and he kind of just asked me like, you know, what other schools are you looking at? What's your training looking like? Um, and I, I answered the question. I gave him my honest answers and, um, I told him I was injured in the past. Um, I wasn't that all great of a runner in track and field. And the one thing he sold me on was opportunity. He told me that at the division three level, you're going to get the opportunity you want in, um, being a part of a team here at Johnny Carroll. Um, and I remember him telling me like, just because a school can offer you money and sell you facilities doesn't mean that that's going to be the right fit for you, if that makes sense. So I think he was mainly talking about the division one perspective a little bit. Um, but the one thing he honed in on was the division three environment. Um, and he told me straight up like, Hey, like, this is what we're going to do. And in order for you to get there, we're going to take these necessary steps. 
And I think at the same time, I was also thinking to myself, like, hey, like maybe I can't really get this at the division one level. Like I've seen, I've seen runners in the past who like been at the division one level and it just like didn't work out for them because one, they were injured or two, they quit the team or three, they transferred. Um, that's just what I've seen. And that's what I've, I've gained. So I think the one thing I gained out of, out of that meeting with Kyle was just opportunity and e- easily visualing myself being placed on the John Carroll team. Um, they were coming off a 12th place finish in the region. Um, they weren't nearly top three in the OAC. Um, and I can't remember where they were in track and field, but another thing I thought about was just improving upon the program. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to come in and make a change. I wanted to be effective as much as I can. I wanted to bring in what I learned from high school and apply that to John Carroll. And I told that to Kyle once I committed to John Carroll, like, Hey, like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to, I'm going to follow through with it. And I'm going to give you my best every single day when I come in and and be a division three athlete for you. Um, And that's what I gained mostly out of it was just being in that meeting with him. And then I remember like walking out of the meeting and I, first thing I saw was the all American wall. Uh, I saw many names, including Cyril uh, Pinchak, who was an all American uh, cross country, all American. Um, and many other track and field athletes who were all Americans. Um, Hayden Snell was just easily progressive, really getting better in the sport of track and field. And I knew his story a little bit. Um, so I told myself like, Hey, like maybe I can be an all American that day. That's the number one goal. That's the number one approach that I wanted, that I want to take out of John Carroll. And I left thinking, I want to be an all American. I want to make a difference in a program and I want to be someone who is able to change the sport in a way that's possible. So you had that mindset from the get go to be a guy that could change that culture around. Wow. Yes. Uh, I've, I've always been team oriented. I have always cared about the team. I've always cared about the team performances. Um, and I just wanted to make a difference. Like that's just how I, I approach everything. Just like not only in, in running, but in like in school, um, and and being involved in extracurricular activities. That's where my interest came from. Was just being super super competitive, and that's where that came from. Mostly was just. Um, being involved. Like that's what I loved most. And especially at a school like John Carroll, where the the campus is small and the tradition is right there. It's, it's a, it's a special one for sure. Um, the small campus environment fit me. Um, and the sports program fit me. The professors that I met with on orientation fit me. They told me, Hey, like this is where it's going to be. And they gave me a well-organized plan and I, I processed it and I just visualized myself being at John Carroll. Like the minute I got home from that visit with Kyle, um, 
I like I I knew that John Carroll was the place. I knew right there, and I told my dad like, hey, like I think like this is this is the number one option at this point in going to school here. So that's where it all came from was just that meeting with Kyle. What was your first interaction like with the team? And also, what was your first practice like uh, your freshman year in 2017 uh, for cross country? Um, yeah, so I was very, very shy. <laughs> I, I, I knew like coming in that there were guys from local Northeast Ohio um, who have came from schools that I competed in high school. Um, so I was just very, very like shy. I didn't really like, like make a full sudden impact just because like, oh, like this guy's a freshman. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, <laughs> so um, I came in just very, very like, didn't know what to expect just cause like, it's your first year of college. You're walking in, not knowing what's going to happen. Um, and I remember that first practice, we did the drill segment and we were with coach Jake Alexander, who's now at Lipscomb. Um, well, I, I, I really like Jake a lot just based on his coaching philosophy and his intensity he brought in the, at the division three level. Um, and just his, his coaching outlook on track and field. Um, I was just kind of like all over the place with the drills. I was being like, um, not fully in tune with the team because I've never done this in high school. I had no idea what I was doing. So I was just kind of like a lost, like, I was just kind of a lost puppy, like trying to find its way home. That's kind of how I saw it. Um, and I remember, um, just kind of like thinking to myself, like, if I want to be where I want to be, then I, then I need to study this sport. I need to study this outside of practice. Um, and that's how I'm only going to get better. Um, so to answer your question, I wasn't really like, I wasn't expecting the way I wanted to just like, obviously you're going to get that because you're, you know, first year in college, um, you know, you've never met most of these guys. Um, so just kind of in that aspect, I was very, I was just questioning like where I would fit on the team and how I can make my presence known. Um, just kind of thinking about that most of the time. Um, and we had some very, very great runners and Matt Andrews, Kyle Monahan, Ryan Scanlon, uh, Corey Large, if I can name a few, Ross Martin. Uh, those were the guys there at the time. And, um, and they've, they've, they've been on the program. And, um, so I was just very, very like nervous and anxious for the most part, just cause like I didn't know where my role would be, would be fit in once I got to John Carroll. Who were the guys that you looked up to on the team that first year? Um, yeah, I, I really liked Matt Andrews. Um, I liked his, his approach to the sport. Um, he was very, um, very serious about his training, about his performances. He was our number one guy at the time. So obviously that's who he's, that's how he's going to be. And that's, he's grown to like the sport a lot. Um, just the way he's, he's, um, trying to get to the national level. That was his main goal. Um, 
Kyle Monaghan was another one. He uh, would sometimes like, I would swipe him into the calf most of the time. And he would always ask me like, Hey, like, do you want to come over to my room and hang out? So I would hang out with most of his friends um, whenever I wasn't doing homework and I just didn't want to be in my dorm. Um, Ross Martin was another one. Um, just a very humble guy. Um, um, just very loved the sport, loved everything about it. Um, he was heavily involved. He was a history major. So he was kind of putting his body through stress most of the time. He was very busy. Um, but he was also able to balance running in some way. That's what I liked most, his hard work ethic. Um, just to, so those guys for sure, um, who were at the top, uh, at the team. Um, so I think those varsity guys I grew close with, um, just because they were very competitive as I was, um, in their, in their training and in what they wanted to get out of the sport. Um, yeah. And then Ryan Scanlon was another one because he lived with Matt Andrews. And sometimes when I would go over, they would invite me over sometimes to come over and hang out. Like if I had a, if I just didn't want to be around like my dorm or if I just like wanted to get away from the campus, I would go over to their house and I would just hang out with them. Um, and yeah, I mean, those, those were a few of the guys that I've, I've grown interest with and I still like talk to them each day, not each day. But most of the time when uh, when I have a question about running or, um, you know, something can be answered that I don't know, um, I just usually reach out to them. That must have felt really good to have the seniors like that be so welcoming to you as a freshman. I mean, inviting them over to your house, you know, they didn't they don't have to do that for a freshman. But uh, the fact that they did that for you, I, I bet that made you feel good. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> in the past. Um, it's just been like one of those ways and just like, you know, you, you want to be welcomed on the team. You, um, you want to be able to grow that interest with the guys who you're running with each and every day. Like, um, and that's what I've learned most about the sport is that if you're, if you're willing to have fun and come to practice with a positive attitude, um, you're going to have fun in the sport, like, um, and to be able to do it with those guys. And I owe most of, most of that to what they've gotten me today. Um, and yeah, I, I just like, I'm just like a very social person. And, um, I think just being around them kind of, kind of just brought me to where I am today. Um, just, just kind of going about my, my role on the team and, and uh, seeing where I could be in the near future. You talked about earlier about how some of these older guys really taught you how to study outside of practice and, and Jake Alexander doing those, those drills and encouraging you to, to do more outside of just that practice. What exactly did you do outside of practice where, where you studied the sport? Because it's not like one of those sports where you watch film, like football or, or any of that. What what exactly was the approach there? Um, That's a really good question. Um, I think as throughout my time at John Carroll, um, 
I've just grown more and more and more and more interested in the sport. Um, I knew how how much I was capable of. I knew that if I if I achieved what I wanted to achieve, it would only make me like motivate. Motivation would just grow higher. Um, so I think in terms of studying the sport and getting to know like the ins and outs of running, um, I just kind of focus more on getting stronger. And that's what Kyle told me in most of my individual meetings with him. Like you need to get stronger. Like this is where this is where you need to improve upon. And like you need to hone in on that. Um, so he told me straight up, like, hey, like if this is what needs to, if this can take care of itself, then the training obviously will follow up through that. Um, so I think just going into the mindset of getting better each and every day, um, it'll only take care of itself with the training. Um, so, and I think I owe most of it to injuries. Um, my sophomore year at John Carroll, I, I had a very, very bad stress fracture. Um, and, um, I got in contact with a personal trainer. Um, I told him who I was, what my history was with, with the sport, what my injury history was. And he focused on those areas of improvement. And then I came back that indoor season and I got a PR in the 3k. I wasn't all conference, but I came back that outdoor season and I got a PR in the 10k and I became all conference in the 10k. And then I broke 15 the first first time in the 5K at Outdoor Conference, earning sixth place. Um, so I owe most of it to that sophomore season of outdoor track, um, just getting back to where I wanted to be and taking the same approach as I did to, to junior year of cross country. And that's when we brought in Alex. That's when we brought into some of those pieces. And guys like Ian Pearson, Andrew Binder, uh, um, Matt Hallgarth, and Pat McGuire, their senior years have come along. And I'm sure that's going to lead to another question you're about to ask. But um, I owe most of it to that sophomore year campaign just because I was coming off an injury and I wanted to bounce back as quickly as possible. Freshman year in cross, you were the first freshman in school history to ever win OAC freshman of the year. You know, I think 38th you got at regionals that year as well. Um, and, you know, by your sophomore year, you just kept getting a little bit better and better. Um, you know, what was it with that development where those first two years, especially in cross country, then you guys took that step of qualifying for nationals as a team for the first time since 1977? Yeah. Um, going into that junior year, well, I mean, to answer your like OAC freshman of the year, um, like, like I just wanted to make a difference. I wanted to make a positive impact on the team and to be able to run at regionals my freshman year. That was a great experience for me. Um, Matt Andrews ended up making it as an individual in, in cross country at nationals. And then um, freshman year track, it didn't work out for me just because I was had so many obstacles with injuries um, coming about and just bumps in the road. So I just kind of focused in on sophomore year cross country. And then 
told you about that outdoor year of track and field where I came back from injury uh, during that past year of cross. And then junior year is where it all started to like fully like come into my interest with running. We were bringing guys like Alex Phillip and then Ian Pearson was starting to become the runner he wanted to be. Uh, and I think as we brought in these pieces and as time went on and the more like we honed in on training throughout the summer, like we knew what we were capable of. Um, we obviously wanted to make the national meet coming into the, into, uh, the fall of 2019. That was the main goal. Um, so, um, I think just more so kind of improving upon every single year to answer your question. Um, and getting progressively better as a program um, and just how competitive we were and the guys that Kyle has brought in, it truly helps a time to where we've gotten to be. Once you, you talked about being involved a lot earlier as well and, and how you just always seem to be that kind of guy, you know, through high school. And then when you got to John Carroll doing all your extracurriculars as well, early in your sophomore year, you found, the sports information office and you found Chris Wenzler. I know you just, you won the, uh, the Wenzler student athlete award at the hall of fame um, dinner this past year, very well deserved by the way. Um, and you've made it very clear of how much Chris had an impact on you. So I want to know why did you want to join the sports info office as a, as a student worker? And then um, also what was, uh, do you remember your first uh, meeting that you had with Chris as well? And what was the impact that he had on you? Yeah, I distinctly remember. I so I was getting out of practice for indoor my sophomore year. And I was looking around and I saw the ba- a basketball game was going on and um I I saw Kyle Kelly with the JCU sports information shirt on. Um and Kyle was in a few of my classes. Um I've grown interest with him just based on his passion of sports and um and the way he answered questions in class like he he loved like has a huge passion for sports just like you um and i know you two are are very very good friends and the dynamic duo of jcu sports is how i remember you guys um so um i remember approaching kyle when i was on campus going to class and i told i asked him i'm like hey like can you tell me more so about uh, John Carroll sports information and, and how I can get involved? And he gave me a, a full description of what the job was. Um, hey, this is Chris Wenzer's contact info, email him, reach out to him and see if you can get involved um, heading into junior year. Um, so I, or excuse me, sophomore year. Um, so I had that talk with Kyle and um I emailed Chris and I don't know if I still have the email. I, I honestly want to look for it, but I sent him an email. I told him who I was and he told me, Hey, like we don't get many runners in the JCU sports information department. Like it's huge that you're reaching out to me and like that you want to be a part of JCU sports information, being a cross country track and field athlete, because we had no one that was able to like, cover cross-country track and field full-time um so 
I had my meeting with Chris and I told him, you know, I gave him my schedule. Um, I told him like who I was as a student athlete, what my major was, what my workload was, what I faced with every single day. And he gave me like the office hours sheet. He had me fill that out. Um, and I just remember like going into my first office hours, I was so nervous. Like I had no idea what I was doing. So I walk in, Chris is sitting right there and he's looking through bios um, and there were cross country bios. And he told me, Hey, like, I want you to um, edit Matt. I want you to edit uh, um, whose bio. It was Ian Pearson's bio. I want you to um, take what you take or take the information from the bio sheet and display that into the uh, system. And um, I kind of just like went down the list with all the freshmen and just put them in there. And then I got done. And like, he looked at me like, you're already done. Like that was quick. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm with these guys every day. Like I, I know some of their background, like, um, and like, we've had summer like practices with each other. We've grown a lot of like interest in one another, what we accomplished in high school. So I just kind of took that and applied that to, you know, making the bios and updating them. And he was like, you know what, Jamie, we're very, very lucky to have you on board. And I just took it as a very valuable saying from him. And that's what resonates with me more about him was just because he had confidence in me um, to do whatever I can to um, play into an effect of the JCU Sports Information Department. And then as soon as I started to be involved with that, I just kind of wanted to make the cross-country track and field environment come to life. Um, during my sophomore year indoor season, when I was injured, I, I took the camera from him and I took photos at a, at the Spire meet. Um, I went to a few of the meets and I just spectated and, you know, got some quotes and, uh, wrote up some previews for him. So I, he gave me that opportunity where if I wasn't competing, I could just be involved in the sport in some way possible. And that's what I take the most from Chris Wentzer was, was being, was him being able to present me with a positive outlook on the sport in general and being able to just display that in the JCU sports information office. So that sophomore year where it all started, uh, me approaching Kyle Kelly and having that meeting with Chris and having my first office hours with Chris being there. Um, it was definitely something I look back upon each and every day, um, as a, as a memory that I have at John Carroll. You know, I, I know at last year at the 2021 cross country meet, you know, you got emotional at the end, um, you know, when you got all American and, um, you know, you, you had written Chris's name on your wrist and, and all that, and you, you'd pointed up to the heavens and, um, you know, you've always done a lot to honor Chris. Um, and I just want to know, you know, why, why is it that you do all of these things to, um, to honor such a, a man that has obviously made such a great impact on your life? Well, yeah, I think you think about 
you know, the, the product of Man of Carroll. Um, I kind of just like developed that throughout my time at John Carroll. I wanted to be a Man of Carroll. I wanted to be one that is formed with others. I wanted to be someone who is, who doesn't take the tradition for granted. Um, I'm coming in being the ultimate student athlete I can be and being able to apply the knowledge that I learned from past years at John Carroll. I can apply that to now and be able to learn uh, and grow each and every single day. That's what I love most about, about John Carroll. Um, so the whole motto of being a man of Carroll, that's what I aspire or like take in the most was just being a part of that. Um, and just the hard work, the hard work ethic that I wanted to display, uh, towards others. Um, and this just, just, this doesn't go not just in cross country track and field at John Carroll, but this just goes, this goes beyond the sport. Like the whole reason I wanted to be involved was being able to be a presentable human for others at John Carroll. Um, I didn't. I didn't want to do, I just didn't want to be an athlete. I wanted to be someone who was a valuable resource for others. I wanted to be someone who, like someone who can like approach me and ask me questions about, you know, what John Carroll is, what they embody. Um, what are some of the valuable resources that comes out of that? Like I wanted to be someone as, I wanted to be that, that number one, person that the, that the other people would rely on. Um, and that's what I took mostly from Chris was he was the one person that I always went to for advice and a guy that just was there all the time, like doing everything he can to um, promote the student athletes at John Carroll, um, being a man for and with others. That's who I wanted to model myself after. Um, and my coaching staff at John Carroll, I, I love him to death. And um, I also go to them for life advice. And there's just so much that goes into being a man of Carroll, I feel like. Um, and that all starts with the people. And I can't thank the people enough at John Carroll for where they've gotten me to be today. And I truly thank them a lot and Chris being one of them. Um, so I just think the hard work ethic that was displayed from Chris was something I wanted to model myself after. Um, that's what I hold dear to my heart. And Kyle is another representation of that. Someone who is able to like office hours, early morning, late at night, like, first one in last one out like that's like the type of mindset that i that i always feel like that has developed and and then once joe ginley took over like that's another hard worker that comes in each and every day to promote the student athletes thinking of new creative and innovative ideas to promote the student athletes through jcu athletics like that's that's amazing like that's awesome i i love everything about that so just the valuable benchmark of being a man of Carol. That's what I wanted to be at the end of the day. And that's who I wanted to be for others, um, being a part of that um, in all aspects of, of life. I want to go back to now your running career. 
Um, so we talked a lot about your freshman, sophomore year. You're going into junior year now. And Kyle gets this kid from St. Vincent, St. Mary's, Alex Phillip. I want to know, do you remember the first time you met Alex? Um, so I didn't meet Alex. So I competed against Alex in high school. He, my senior year when I got eighth in the state, he was like in the teens and he was only a sophomore. Um, and throughout his high school career, he's grown, he's grown a lot in the interest of running. Like his team got runner up in the state his senior year. Um, and I remember Kyle recruiting him and I thought to myself, like, this is a guy we need, like a number one guy, just like how I was my senior year. Like that would be like astonishing. Um, and, and like a huge effective way of making our team better. Um, not to say that I don't want to take away from all the performances that our guys uh, displayed before Alex got there because we definitely improved. We were six in the region my sophomore year before Alex was there. Um, we had a guy who made the national meet um, and guys who were all conference, guys who were, who were all region. Um, so we were, we were trending in the right direction. Um, so Alex committed to John Carroll and Kyle gave him, you know, the, the, the rundown of who we were as a team. This is what we're working towards. This is what you can be a part of. And this is what you can earn at the end of the day. Uh, Kyle, Kyle wanted to make him the runner that he wanted to be. And that just the same way I wanted, I had that outlook. Um, so I like, Remember meeting Alex at uh, one of like a like a normal run, um, and him asking me about you know what John Carroll is, you know what what we're all about and what we can earn, um, and him being there at the run helped a lot just because like I thought about mostly about the team and where we can where we could be, uh, and just the future was what I thought about in meeting with him. Um, so he commits to John Carroll. He's on our team and um, we go to camp. We, this is the first time like we, we we're getting off campus for, um, for like an event with our team, team bonding. Um, we go camping. Uh, there's no Wi-Fi, um, So cell phones were out of the picture. Um, and we go to this camp and we were sort of forced to bond with each other. Um, and, you know, that's, that's how it, it always is with runners. They get the miles in and they hang out. Like that's like the way it's always been. Um, so his first workout was with me. He was placed in the same workout group as me. Um, so it was just him and I, and he's asking me all these types of questions like, Oh, like what type of tempo effort is this? Like, what like splits should we be hitting? You know, um, how hard is this going to be? Like asking me all these questions before the workout. And I kind of told him like, Hey, like just take a step back and process the workout and, you know, we'll work hard. We'll grind with each other. Um, so the loop we did on camp, it was just like sort of this trail and we would just go up this one hill, tight turns, 
ditches. So it was kind of a little bit like, like off footing and just very, very like, like if you were able to fall on this, it would just be very, very dangerous. So um, that was like the workout environment we worked out at. And I remember like doing the reps with him and I think as the workout went on and as we, we got faster and faster, he took the reps and he went and he like started to uh, be a lot faster than I was. Like he was in the, he was in the front and I was like right behind him. Um, So that's what I mostly remember about doing our first workout together. I don't remember the specific conversations, but he just kind of like came in and just worked hard. Like, it's just that simple. Like I, that's the type of guy he was coming into the, uh, coming onto the team, wanting to make an impact and was very, very competitive at the end of the day. So you knew right away, pretty much that this, that, that Alex was going to be a special runner. Yeah. I knew that he was going to make a difference on our varsity team. I didn't know that he was going to be an all American that year. Uh, I, I, it's it's hard to put into words because you know Alex is just is just so special just based upon like what he brought to the table. You never you never see runners like him most of the time. Uh, a guy who is willing to push you uh, each and every single day to get you better, um, and willing to go above and beyond to, to make the team a lot better to. to put yourself in a position to succeed, like all those things, it goes, it all comes into fruition. Um, and with him, like it's, I'm glad he was on our side. And um, I fully remember to, at the first cross country meet we had fully as a team, uh, Alex was our number one that day. And Ian was our number two and I was our number three. And I knew how special we were going to be. We got second as a team that day to, um, a very, very um, earned team in, in Grand Valley. Uh, we were, we were just very, very uh, excited for what was to come with this team. Um, so, I always think about that time when I I had my uh, I had my first workout with Alex. Uh, it was truly a special moment in and of itself. What were some of the ways that you guys pushed each other? to get better. Cause I really think just from the outside looking in, just, you know, being able to be a part of your careers and, and, and um, covering it and all that, it, it seems as though Alex doesn't get better without you and you don't get better without Alex. So what were some of those instances where you guys really pushed each other? Uh, because, you know, for you being one of the top runners on the team, all of a sudden this guy comes in, but it doesn't seem like you ever felt like, he was trying to take your spot. It was more so you guys all trying to get, it was, it was all team oriented. It, it, it seems like in this, not, not individual at all. No, I, I get asked that question so much. Like people before the junior season, my junior year season, always like ask me like, like people be like, Oh, Jamie's going to be the number one. Like, um, and kind of having that pressure there was, sort of not what I wanted. Um, and also thinking to myself, like, I'm not guaranteed to have the number one spot. Like, 
I want to be on Mercy, but I'm not guaranteed the, the number one spot. Um, so the way we pushed each other, it was a way of more so like wanting us like coming into every single practice and workout, wanting the best out of each other. Um, so he didn't necessarily take my spot. It was more so of a way of for the team, for the general outlook of what, what our team needed to be and what we wanted to achieve as a program and how we can reach new heights. Um, that's what we cared about most. Um, so him coming in, it was a huge benefit, not his freshman year. He was just our, he was our number one, uh, for the rest of the year. And he was second in the conference. He became an all American that year. Um, and I was just like very, very surprised with the way he handled that season. Um, like, I think he was shocked, but also just very, like telling himself like, Hey, like I belong here. Like I belong in the front of the pack. I, I, I display a self, uh, a way of confidence and competitiveness that no one else has. Like, so I think more so modeling myself with him. Um, and like just the way we went about with workouts and practices with each other. Um, and we growing that bond within workouts and practices. That's where we got, where we wanted to be. Um, so I owe so much to Alex just because of the way he came to practice, to workouts, to races, how competitive he was, that motivation that was there. It was something I wanted to model at myself after. So right after that junior year, you guys, like I mentioned before, qualified for nationals for the first time since 1977. You got 19th as a team overall. Then you get to indoor season and then it, everything gets canceled at the end and no outdoor season because, because of COVID and how that hit. Then it was announced that you guys had no cross country season for 2020. You know, what was it that kept you guys together and consistent? Because then you and Alex eventually went to nationals uh, for tra outdoor track in 2021 and, you know, got all Americans there as well. Yeah, when COVID hit, we were all very, very upset. We were very, very just like in shock. Just because like the indoor meet that was in North Carolina, it got canceled right away. And Ian was there and we had some guys that were there for the national meet and it got canceled. And I remember Kyle calling us into a meeting and saying like, I'm so sorry, but unfortunately like the, the indoor season, the national meet in the outdoor season is canceled. The NCA has taken away some of these seasons. We don't know what to expect in the near future. We'll all keep in touch. And we all went home. And uh, we just all, we all went home not knowing the future and what the expectations were. We were just kind of left with, you know, a blank space, just not knowing when the sport would come back to us. Um, so... I remember um, Kyle calling us into a meeting into the, into the fall of 2020 when they canceled cross country. Um, and I didn't know if I wanted to come back for a fifth year. Minor didn't know if he wanted to come back for a fifth year. So we were just kind of left wondering like what this team would look like and how we would go about things. Um, but 
our goal all along was to be top 10 in the country. After coming off a 19th place at nationals, it was almost kind of like we were, we were lucky enough to be there and we just wanted to enjoy the experience and us being there for the first time, we took it as a way of just saying like, Hey, we're just happy to be here. We're lucky to be here. We're lucky to be, to be competing amongst the very best. So uh, that 2019 cross country season ended and then COVID came. And then we had that meeting in the fall of 2020. Um, and we were just all very frustrated. We didn't know like if we were going to have an indoor season in 2021. Um, so we're, we just kind of, it was almost like being a professional runner. Um, most of us were in university heights. So, uh, I was living with minor at the time. I was living with Jake Darby. I was living with Michael Shipman. Um, and we all met up as a team and we got our runs in. We got our workouts in. Uh, you know, we had time trials. Uh, we raced unattached at a big at a big meet in Terre Haute in the fall of 2020. That's it was sort of kind of like our like national meet, quote unquote, where we got to compete against some big 10 teams in division one. Um Two uh, Olympic athletes were in our race, Paul Chueno and Mason Furlick. And having that experience there was pretty cool. Um, so that was kind of like our way of, you know, we're, we're going to develop fitness. Um, and then I remember having a conversation with Alex and, and Minor and Ian and everyone who was a part of that fall 2020 workout group and saying like, you know, we might be, we might be putting in the work more than others. Maybe others aren't as much putting in the work as of right now. Maybe they're just focusing on, you know, not wanting to get back to the sport. Like if we continue to like put in the work with each other, then we're going to be ready for the opportunity when it presents itself. And when the NCA is going to announce that, that we're having an indoor season in 2021, we're going to be ready for, for what's to come. So I think having that, that training there in the fall of 2020, when we didn't have a season helped us a lot. And I mean, it was a huge benefit. Like it was just a way of putting in the work and then coming home and just hanging out with the team. Like we had online school, but it was also a way of just, going about our daily routines with running, just focusing on running and also focusing on school at the same time. So it was just not as much of a mental, it was a mental toll when COVID came, but it wasn't so much when we were putting in the work and we were treating it like we were having a season. Um, that's how we kind of portrayed ourselves during, during COVID. Um, and yeah, that's what we look back upon all the time was just, putting in that work day to day to day to day and be ready for when the NCA announced that we were going to have an indoor season in 2021. Talking with Jamie Daly here on the Street Center podcast, former John Carroll All-American in cross country and track. Jamie, we talked about, you know, outdoor, had a great outdoor season in 2021. You and Alex both getting All-Americans in Greensboro at the national meet. And then that led into the fall of 2021, where you guys got fourth in the country 
in your final year of cross country, what was it that that year you knew that this team would be different? And and what exactly was it that really not only that season, but before too, that took you guys to that next level of being a national contender? Um, yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, so we had that indoor, indoor season. Uh, we classes were back on campus. We were forced to wear masks, um, which was, you know, anybody at John Kerry would take that rather than being online, uh, than being online. Um, so we ended up not having a national meet that indoor season. Um, and we were very disappointed with that just because, and this like kind of just makes me mad to this day, but they say there was not enough teams at the national meet. Uh, let me remind you that there were 12 teams that were competing during the indoor, indoor season of 2021. You could have easily had a national meet. Um, and that's another story for another time, but um, I don't know. It, it's just a waste. Like you're wasting an opportunity for these student athletes to get better and, and to be recognized and to earn all American accolades. Like just the way, like they took away that opportunity from us again, while we were competing, uh, it just was just frustrating to say the least. Um, so we only, we're only allowed to compete within the conference. Uh, we weren't allowed to travel. Um, we weren't allowed to, you know, race against other teams that were outside of the state. Um, so we had regular meets within the conference and we, our championship meet was the conference meet. And we were so close to beating them. And I think we were only eight points from beating them. It was somewhere around there. Um, and then that indoor season ended and then we went into outdoor. And we were only allowed to compete within conference again. Um, and I think that was where it all began with us. Like some guys were willing to like pace each other in races. Um, like guys that like, like Ian Pearson, like he did some pacing during uh, some of the races that we had within the conference. Um me and Alex and I were uh, competing with two of the best runners in the in the OAC, in Hunter Moore and Simon Hayes from Otterbein and Wilmington. Um, so they built up these meets as as a and the OAC is very competitive in track. So we knew what we were getting from some of these teams, and we knew it was an incredible opportunity to compete. And we just wanted to have fun, and we just wanted to enjoy the moment of actually competing again. Um, because it's better than just sitting at home and not having a season and just running by yourself um, and putting in the training by yourself. So we were just, I think we were just happy to compete that year and finally be able to race again and to compete against the OAC. Um, and then we ended up having a national meet. Uh, Ian made the 1500 meter. Uh, Alex and I both made 5K, 10K. Uh, and I remember Erica and Cam made the 10K. Um, and we had a four by one that was there. Um, so I think our track and field team, like we've, as much as we, as we've grown, 
we came into the realization that competing in the OEC, it only made us better. Like the OEC is just has been so competitive in track. Like we owe that to the conference. Um, so it was making the most out of that opportunity. Um, and to finally be able to compete in a national meet, um, it was just super, super exciting. Um, and I remember going into that national meet all pumped up and ready to go and just so excited um, that like I wasn't really thinking about becoming an All-American. I wasn't really thinking about the logistics around where I needed to be throughout the race. I was just I was just happy to be there. I was just happy to be enjoying the moment with Alex and us being our first outdoor track national meet. It was kind of like the same approach. Um, I know Alex wanted to uh, um, Alex wanted to win the 10K, and I I thought about all American goals, but I just just wanted to hone in on on the race and letting like my fitness do the work in and of itself. So that was my first all American accolade. I got seventh. I was very very happy and excited and um alex ended up getting fifth um but we couldn't be we couldn't turn the page just yet we had a 5k in two days um so alex ended up getting runner-up in the 5k um i was the last one out of all american status in the 5k um so we owe more so of the national development from what we got out in, inside of the conference of that outdoor outdoor season in 2021, just how competitive the OAC was that year, it only made us better, and that's that's like one of the valuable um, sources that we got out of that season was just only competing in the conference. We made most of that opportunity in being able to compete again. Why was it that? you ultimately decided to come back for that fifth year? Because there were other guys on the team that just wanted to graduate, be done, kind of move on. But what was it that, you know, you and a couple of the other guys chose to do that fifth year? Um, So I decided on my fifth year, I, I think it was after the indoor, after indoor meet. So Kyle knew I was coming back after I earned my first All-American accolade. And I think Andrew Miner was kind of questioning if he would come back for a fifth year. Um, so his side, he wasn't really sure upon. I was, I wanted to come back. Um, after earning that All-American accolade, it only motivated me more to what I wanted to earn in cross during my fifth year. Um, so the whole purpose and the whole reason why I came back for a fifth year was because of the unfinished business that was up, that was on our team. Uh, we knew the kind of talent we were bringing back. Uh, we knew the types of recruits we were bringing in. Uh, we knew that we had the national meet experience uh, back in 2019 in cross country um, and bringing in um, just the whole development side of it and what we gained out of the competition inside of the OEC was also another advantage for us. So more so of the unfinished business that we wanted to earn as a team. We wanted to be top 10 in the nation. Like I said, during our meeting in 2020 during COVID of that fall year. Um, and um, I remember having this 
this conversation with uh, Andrew Miner, who ultimately decided to come back for a fifth year. We both talked about this. You know, we kind of just like had this conversation of where like, this is where our team could be. Like, this is what we can accomplish. Like realistically, like with the type of talent we were bringing back and the recruits that we're bringing in and the guys that, how much the competitive they are, like we can, we can reach new heights and, and be competitive in the nation with the type of team that we're bringing back. So I think uh, just more so the unfinished business that we had to, that we had to cover was what we, what we wanted to, uh, why I wanted to come back for a fifth year and why Andrew wanted to come back for a fifth year was to make history and be a part of something special and have that, you know, drive to bring something back for Kyle for all he's done for our program, for all that. Uh, and then just when Jordan came in, everything that she's done for us. Um, and then Tutsky came on board when Jake left. Um, so just more so bringing back that for our coaching staff and what they, what they've gotten to us or where they've gotten to us to be, um, in those past couple of years. What is it about Kyle that makes him such a, a special coach and, and a guy that I know that you really looked up to and a guy that you sought after for, for life advice as well? Cause we interviewed, I, I we talked about the interview with, Erica and Caleb on Streak Center, and they had nothing but praise for Kyle um, in his style and, and all that as well. So, what is it that you think, Jamie, that makes him such a spe- such a special coach? I, I I can't say enough about Kyle. If you if you look at the the data from from past years at John Carroll and like I I can't it, it leaves me speechless because of the way he handles athletes. Um he more so focuses on the development of the athlete, where they came from, what their training was like, uh what what their what their work ethic is like. So he gets to know you more as a person. I think that's what he does a great job at, at is connecting with you on on a personal level, on an emotional level. Um, and I always think about the individual meetings that we have with him in Jordan and all the GAs that he that he had with him. Uh, I can't think of another coach who does that, like more so like talking about daily routines, talking about life, like. Kyle has grown so much interest into us and like he just, it leaves me like kind of emotional, just the way he like what goes about things as a coach. Um, Like if you had a question about running, like he would gladly just give you a straight up answer about it and tell you like straight up, like, Hey, like this is what it's going to be. He was, so he was very real about that, about the training and the philosophy and what he wanted to display for his athletes. So I think the guys he brought in and the way they've developed as athletes, you owe most of that to Kyle. Like, I'll give you an example. Like in high school, some of these kids didn't even touch 
the state meet, didn't even touch the track and field state meet. They were sub 18 flat guys in the 5K, 1730 guys. Um, and maybe they didn't make the varsity team at John Carroll. So they run a time trial and Kyle knocks down their PRs by two minutes. Like we just had a guy, my senior who did a time trial, he ended up running 1530 when his PR was like 1730s, 40s in high school. Like it just goes to show like the hard work ethic that Kyle displays towards his athletes and the way he connects with you on that personal level. Um, I don't know. It's just very, it's very like, that's what you want out of a coach. That's what you want. You want to develop a relationship with your coach on a personal level. And that's what I wanted out of Kyle for, for, for that much. And, um, and Jordan as well. Jordan has been a huge integral part into our development as a team, the way she came in, um, being a GA, um, and like, I'm very happy she got hired full time because she deserves it. And, um, her and Kyle just go hand in hand with the way they handle their own athletes. And when I got to be an athlete for Kyle, it was just out of this world. I couldn't ask for anything better because he gotten, he, I achieved just based on what he wanted out of myself, both as a person and as an athlete. So I owe it all to him. I want to ask you about the your, your final track season at John Carroll, uh, spring of or winter of twenty two. You guys got fourth as a team at the uh, indoor nationals, and then the big national meet outdoor at Spire. You guys get second as a team. The, and you got to remember too. This is a team that. You talk about how other programs might sell you on facilities or and, and all that. There is there is no indoor facility here at John Carroll. You guys can't have meets at Don Shula Stadium. All of that in in place, and you guys still get second in the country. It's it's incredible how other teams have all these facilities in the world, but and John Carroll doesn't have any, almost none of that, and you guys are still able to produce runners. I think that's a big, big part of, of, of Kyle's uh, philosophy and all that. But what was your mindset going into, especially that outdoor meet in this earlier this year at Spire? Um, yeah. So coming off that year of cross country, we were fourth as a team. We earned a podium finish and that's kind of when it all clicked that year. We, uh, Alex became a national champion. I was an all American. Um, we finally earned what we've wanted for so long. And that was to be a top 10 team in the nation, but also like we exceeded expectations and became a podium team. Uh, we got, we came, we bring back, brought back a trophy for Kyle and the program, um, the indoor national meet, uh, we got sixth as a team. Alex, I, Alex became a national champion, both the 5k and the 3k. The DMR broke the national record that year. Uh, I became a two-time All-American. Um, uh, the sprinters started to become more so in tune with their with their development, and they were now starting to, um, you know, be a part of of uh, one of the best four by one hundred meter relays in the country. Um, so I remember finishing the indoor meet of nationals, 
and waking up the next day and seeing an email from Kyle. And it said, uh, like, outdoor nationals potential outcome. And he gave us this list. He gave us these expectations. He gave us, um, they basically, he just gave us a guideline as to how we can podium at the outdoor national meet. Um, coming off a sixth place finish indoor, fourth place te- team in cross country. We wanted to push that boundary, get more guys to the national meet, gain that experience and come back with another trophy for the program. That's what we wanted. Um, so that outdoor national meet, Hen and Aspire, it was special, not because of me being my me it being my last national meet, but it was in our backyard. It was it was in a home environment. We've had so many people who came out to watch us, um, from alumni to current teammates to former teammates to um parents, friends, uh so many people who had a connection to John Carroll in some way possible. Have them being there was super, super special in and of itself. And that's what boosted us to get to where we wanted to be. And that was to get onto the podium again. Um so heading into that meet, Alex and I had expectations. We were we were one and two in the 10K in the nation. Uh, we were one in three in the 5K in the nation. So we knew how much of a target we had on our backs. We knew coming in that like, if we have, we had, we had this plan, but you know, you, you don't know if this plan is going to go accordingly. You don't know if it's going to fall to the same exact thing. So the outdoor 10K was just kind of all over the place. Um, Alex took over, um, at the beginning of the race. That's like, I want to say like heading into the mile mark. Um, and I was just stuck in the pack and no, I know you were there. Alex, uh, twisted his ankle on the rail. He gathered himself, won the race. Um, and I ended up finishing second. So we ended up getting one, two, collecting those 18 points. And then, um, Cormac and Ethan uh, earned themselves out of the prelim. Um, and then the four by one got themselves out of the prelim. So we knew we were, you know, setting ourselves up to become a podium team after day one. Um, and heading into that national meet overall, it was just so special because of the people that were there to support us at the meet. I have to ask you about your final race as well, because that could go down as not only just one of the greatest moments in, in John Carroll track history, th- this might be one of the greatest moments in, in John Carroll athletics history. When, you know, Alex, you talked about he was on that bum ankle a little bit after that 10 K. And then the next day with the five K you won that. And just to see the jubilation, not only on your face, as soon as you cross that finish line, the way you won that race being sixth, seventh place in the last, you know, half lap or so, and you just passing everyone to that finish line, just capping off your, 
I mean, just a tremendous career. What what do you remember about that race? And what do you remember about that reaction after, especially when Kyle was running over, going through the ropes and hugging you right at the finish line there as well? Um, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, coming into day three of the national meet, we had nothing before day two. So we were somewhat fully, somewhat fully rested. Um, we were just kind of thinking to ourselves, like, we need to secure this spot, like it being the final day of nationals, we need to secure our, our place. Um, so as the meet went on, MIT was starting to get a couple of national champions. Uh, we bumped, we got bumped down to third and Garrett and the four by one ended up being all Americans, which helped us a ton. Cormac and Ethan were third and fourth in the steeple, which was a big boost in our, in our, uh, in our point total. And then came the 5k. Um, Alex, yeah, coming in was a little banged up. So, um, he just wanted to do everything he can to put himself into a position to succeed as he as he usually does mostly does um and um me coming in i just i just wanted to contribute as much as i can to secure our spot on the podium to gather as much points as we can to um to get past uh that barrier um gun goes off i place myself in the middle of the pack fifth through eight what kyle told me to do and I didn't want to lose sight of Alex. Um, it being the 5K, it's such a quick race. Everything happens in moments, in seconds. So I was just fully aware of everything that was around me and just wanted to take it all in being at my last race. But I didn't want to think about that. I just wanted to like focus on the race in and of itself um, and just enjoying the moment and having everyone there. Um, so I start to make a move probably around after like 1130, the 1130 mark. Um, and we go through the two mile 941 and it's very tactical at that point in the, in the race. So it's going to come down to a kick. Um, and I remember moving myself up and I placed myself in third and then Elias makes that move um, with about 800, 1200 left with like two laps to go. And I squeeze myself in the second and I'm keeping Elias in my sights. I feel really good. I feel really confident in what I want. Um, and I wanted to be into that range of being an all American. Um, so Elias forms a big gap. I didn't know where Alex was at the time. Um, I, I knew he was like in the all American conversation, but I didn't know he was that far back. If you look at the video, he was in about like sixth to seventh place when Elias made that move and when he made the big gap. Um, but but before I get into the overall general finish of what happened, I thought Alex and I were gonna go one two again. Like that's how excited I was, and that's part of the reason why I made that move was just to gain that excitement again, gain that momentum, um, just based on how good we were feeling into that race. So obviously. Um, Alex was just placed a little, little back behind where I was. Um, and then, um, Elias forms that big gap. I keep him within sight. There's 400 left to go. I'm thinking to myself, Hey, like second place. It's a big day. That's a huge day for you. Like 
I would have never thought coming in that I would get second in the 5K after coming off a grueling 10K, especially for Alex, who was coming off a grueling 10K. Um, meters cut down. I'm, get, I'm getting closer. Um, I'm keeping him within sight. I'm not losing contact. 200 left. I start getting a little closer. And then I just kind of fully process thinking to myself, like, all right, well, I'm getting second. Uh, I think Elias has got this in the bag. And I remember looking at Elias and he tightened up. Like I saw at that point in time, like, oh, like, oh no, like <laughs> he's, he's like not pushing himself to where he wanted to be. Um, so the hundred mark hits and all of a sudden this like runner's high, just immediately bolt of energy just went through me and I let it all loose and I, kicked with everything I got. I moved the pain away and I just took off that last hundred meters. I thought about everything from what I earned at John Carroll through that process, from all of the countless injuries, setbacks, perseverance that I had to go through in order to get into the position that I was doing that last hundred meters. It all came to fruition. Um, And I pass Elias, I turn over, I see him. And I'm just sprinting, like, just look, not, not focusing on what was in front of me, but just enjoying the moment as much as I can. I'm just enjoying those last couple couple meters. And then, um, I look back again. I have, I had that gap and then I crossed the finish line, which is pure emotion. And I remember when I crossed the finish line, I immediately like, straightforward saw Joe and I saw minor and I saw both the joy in their eyes and how excited they were um, after I finished and just turning over panning and seeing the whole student section that was right there in front of me. I, I didn't know what to do. I, I had no words, no, just pure emotion. And I didn't even cry. I just screamed. Like it was just everything that came out of me was just, Everything that I accomplished at John Carroll was just a way of, you know, hard work really does pay off. And I owe most of that to everyone who was a part of my journey at John Carroll and everything that they had to offer to me, I wanted to offer back to them. And I had the Wednesday's Warriors written on my arm. Um, And I remember I also had written on my arm, it was just kind of a way of looking back upon, just say, just live in the moment and just have fun. That's what I had written on my, on my hand and the Wednesday's Warriors. And as I was walking along the student section and just like hearing the Jamie Daly chants that started to, that started to, uh, that started to create, I just pointed up to Chris. I immediately thought Chris, like immediately, like just like, had the sense of everything he offered with me, I have wanted to offer back towards him and the Wednesday's Warriors who were a part of my journey. And then Kyle, I see Kyle all running around the student section and just like jumping down the stairs. And Minor looks at me. Um, and then I look over to Kyle and then he thought it was just going to be a simple hug, but I just, jumped into his arms. Uh, I wanted to do that because he got me to where I wanted to be. He 
made me the national champion. He made me the ultimate All-American. He made me the ultimate student athlete. Part of the re- he was part of the reasons why um, I, I became the like ultimate student athlete I can be for and with others, and most of all, being the man of Carol for others. So just so much, I wasn't even thinking, but after that, and when I received my national championship, that's what all I was thinking about. And securing that second place finish was just the cherry on top of everything. And being able to share that with Alex and being able to share that with my teammates and to everyone who was a part of that was truly a special moment in and of itself. And I couldn't be more happier for everyone who put on the John Carroll uniform and uh, laid it all out there and just bringing back that trophy. That was just what it was all about and making history uh, for the John Carroll program. Jamie, you got me emotional there a little bit. Uh, I did, I did, I did shed a tear a little bit when you were, uh, when you were sharing those memories. It's just, like I said, I mean, you know, for you folks listening at home, I mean, this just to be there in that moment. I mean, I mean, just just the the magnitude of it. Because looking back at all this, all of the accomplishments that you had, I think I think it just all came came to full circle, and I think it just summarized, you know, your entire career that that first place finish. And and I just, I, I and especially with you winning too, I think that's that's what made it even even more important. Um, and I'll, I'll never forget that. Never as well. I, st- I actually still have a photo, a photo on my desktop computer. When you cross that line, it's still, it's still there. It is, you know, that's awesome. Well, that's I appreciate awesome. that. I appreciate that. And it's just, you, you got to be emotional too. I, I can't, I, I can't like more. So it wasn't me coming back for a fifth year. Just wasn't mostly for me. It was for the team. And I remember mentioning that in an interview I did with D3 Glory Days. Um, I knew there would be risks, but also like I knew that like I wanted this program to be a super, super successful. And I wanted to leave it the program in good hands. And we saw that this past weekend. We saw that the way the guys brought home another fourth place trophy for the program doesn't get much better than that. And I'm not surprised that Kyle has prepared these guys to um, for the big stage and for the national meet experience and to have them be there. And it just goes to show that like the program is in really good hands with the amount of guys that, uh, that are willing to uh, put themselves on the line and um, compete for the John Carroll brand mostly. And Jamie, I, just a couple more questions for you, I know, but, um, you know, you, you did decide to run track now at, at University of Cincinnati. Um, I think it's just, it's amazing. And it speaks to Kyle's development of how you go from some of these guys who, you know, didn't necessarily make a state meet or wasn't at the division one level out of high school. And now look at you running a division, division one, no more cross country eligibility. So you, you're just running track at, at Cincinnati. Then you look at Alex, who will be going to Division One school for his fifth year next year. What was it about Cincinnati, or what was it about your career in general that you wanted to take that step to the Division One level? 
Um, I just think from what I gathered at Division Three, I can try and apply that to Division One. From the times I've ran at Division Three and the type of training I was doing, I could I could just try and display that in a way at, at the Division One level. Um, I knew I've had some injury history in the past, so obviously there was improvements. <clears throat> I was introduced to so many uh, cross training developments. Um, I was just used to the training in general. I just, I knew that in the process of transition to the division one level that I wanted to expand upon my skill set and kind of experience the new way of, of, uh, of training in, in a, in a, in a new way, in a new phase. Um, I wanted to be able to experience that, um, there were so many reasons as to why I chose UC, um, but to answer your question, um, I feel like I'm just kind of getting off topic every time you answer me questions. I, I'm just so passionate about the sport, but um, it's like I just wanted to elevate that level. I wanted to elevate myself um, not only as a runner, but also as a person just because I wanted to get I wanted to grow my network. I wanted to develop more as a professional Cincinnati being a huge sports town like being involved with that that was just that would be truly special but when in terms of the running and training and, and being a part of a division one program I wanted to just expand upon my talent the skill set I developed from the division three level and just kind of apply it to what I learned there and um try and, and use that in new ways, if that makes sense. So um, I think most of all, what comes to mind is just how capable I, I am to, to achieve what I want to achieve at the division one level. Um, I think at this point in, in track, I want to cut some times down. I want to be fast on the track. Um, I think another thing too, is from what I've learned is that, you know, the more, you trust in the training and the process and what these coaches had to offer to you, the, the fitness will take care of itself. And I learned that from Kyle and I've learned that from many other coaches I come into contact with is that if you trust in, in what they're trying to build for you, then it will take care of itself. And that's what I, that's what I've learned mostly. And to have that be able to have Kyle be a valuable resource and a special purpose in my life to display that in the division one level. Well, and I couldn't be more thankful for him and, and everything he had to offer towards me. What do you miss most about John Carroll? On and off the track. <laughs> the people. I, that's the number one thing, the people. Um, I miss being able to come into the JSU Sports Information Office and see you uh, and, and Joe and everyone. I miss being able to come to practice and see seeing this like the joy uh, out of my teammates. Um, I miss being able to go into Brian Biggie's office and, and schedule classes. Um, I miss being being able to see Dr. T in in, in, some, in one of her classes. Um, just, there's just so many reasons as to why I miss John Carroll, but if there's one thing that sticks out and I thought about, I, I 
I thought about this the other day, but John Carroll sets up people for success. And I use that because of everything I, if everyone I come into contact with and everyone I still talk to to this day, we talk about John Carroll all the time. Uh, like it's just truly like special and of itself with how much people embody John Carroll and how much they have to offer towards it and what they value out of it. It's always something different about John Carroll. Like you can list anything and it's, it's, it's a countless list of items of, as to why people love John Carroll and, and miss, um, miss it so dearly. And for me, it's always been the people, everyone I come into contact with, they've always been a huge outlet for me in some way possible. Um, and being able to come back for the hall of fame dinner when I was recognized for the Windsor award, it just kind of brought so much emotion to me. Um, just cause I, everything they, they had to offer towards me and like earning my own career goals. And that was to be, uh, the best runner I can be for others and to be the student I can for others. So to be the ultimate student athlete, that was the end goal. And so much people to thank. The people know who they are. Um, and yeah, John Carroll is a special place. And it, it will always be a special place for me. And um, maybe <laughs> maybe one day it's a future opportunity for me to get involved in my professional career. Maybe. Um, I will, I'm, I'm, all, I'm always uh, welcome to come back to John Carroll. Um, just because, just because that's how special it was to me, and that's what I think about every day is is the people at John Carroll that made up the experience for me. One final question for you, Jamie, and and, and what's been an, an outstanding interview, I think, about your your whole career here at, at John Carroll, and 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 really your whole life as well in in the sport of running. But you know, you, you think about your legacy at John Carroll. And, and, you know, I, I mean, I gotta be honest, like you, I think you've done plenty to be inducted into the hall of fame one day here. And I know your career goes way beyond that. Um, but just from an athletics, uh, uh, accomplishments perspective. Um, but you know, beyond all of that, what is it exactly that you want people here at John Carroll guys on the team right now that, you want them to remember most about you in your time here? It's a very good question. Um, I want them to remember me as someone who led by example, um, a very supportive teammate, uh, a believer in in one another, um, a leader for and with others, someone who was able to go to use that, to use an outlet for me. Um, so being a role model, that's what I think about every day was being a role model for these people, for these, uh, for these guys. Um, I just, I think, you know, there's no secret to it. I think it was just being myself. I think it was just like a way of just saying, or not really saying to myself, but to think, thinking like, like it's, it's just like the whole experience that summed up my legacy at John Carroll. It's, it's 
I, I, I couldn't be more thankful. I couldn't be more grateful for everyone who came into my life and made a positive impact. Um, I remember uh, Kyle handing me a letter after the, uh, or before the national meet in cross country back in 2021, the first time we podium. Uh, I have it posted right here on my wall, but I'm trying to read it. Uh, he says, I think if we had five Jamie Daly's, we win a national championship, hands down. We might not have that, but we have the next best thing, six great teammates to toe the line with today. That's truly what I love about the sport of cross country, is being able to line up with guys who are sacrificing everything to achieve what they want to achieve. And that's what I that's what I love about, about it. And and at John Carroll, that's truly a win-win. Like you have the team aspect, you also have the, the school aspect. Um, so I think when I think about my legacy, I think about a way of, of having others think about me as the special role model, uh, and most of all, the leader by example, um, that's what first comes to my mind. Um, and I still like when I read that, uh, that one letter that Kyle gave me before the national meet, I had the letter that he gave to me. Uh, when he was recruiting me right there as well. So the beginning and the end, I just kind of have those two letters right there uh, as a way of, you know, symbol, uh, signs of signs of uh, saying that, you know, John Carroll is here with you and it will always be with you no matter where you go in life. Uh, it's right there. And um, that's what I, I, that's what I think about each and every day was, is to answer your last question, the people and where they've gotten to where um, I wanted to be in life, and, or not just at John Carroll, but in life in general. A truly special, special Thanksgiving treat here on Streak Center to have Jamie Daly, longtime friend of the program, uh, on for what was an outstanding, outstanding interview uh, about his whole entire career. And, um, Thank you so much, Jamie, for for coming on. And I'm really happy that we were able to finally work this out and uh, for you to share your wonderful, wonderful John Carroll experiences here on uh, on what was an excellent, excellent Thanksgiving edition of Streak Center. Thank you very much, Noah. Appreciate you having me back on. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. And uh, as we get as we get closer to Christmas and uh, we'll, we'll, of course, next uh, we'll have a We'll be talking all about John Carroll Athletics uh, and a whole recap of uh, of what they did over Thanksgiving and what they did the week before that as well. And, and that, that'll all be coming up next week, only on the Streak Center Podcast.